House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast, houseofrun at gmail.com. We talk about track and field and running on the show, and that is it. No talk of any other sports or free agency there to for related to other sports. Jason, how you doing? I mean, I'm not willing to say like I won't discuss the Major League Baseball offseason uh, when that mm-hmm. happens. Um, but yeah, outside of that, yeah, there's nothing we have to talk about. Nope. Seriously, though, if Kawhi nope. goes to the Lakers, we're not talking about the NBA anymore. It's over. Like, I'm done with this thing. Like, That'll be it for you? Yeah, no. that's it. We're literally no longer an NBA slash track and field show at that point. That would be a bridge too far? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would just uh, that'd make me so angry. Because I don't like the Lakers, Laker and I hatred. don't like LeBron. And uh-huh. right now, I don't think they're a championship team. But you throw Kawhi in there, and they're the best team in the league, and that's just stupid. Two words for you, Jason. Damari Carroll. Yeah. There we go. Spurs headed for number six after their coup in free agency. All right. We're actually going to talk about the Prefontaine Classic <laughs> on this show. The meat we'll formerly known as the Prefontaine Classic? Sorry. Yes. You're right. The meat formerly known and never, well, now will be returning to the name originally intended as the pre-classic. Yeah. I think I think I got that all in there. We will also uh, talk about Lazon Diamond League, which is coming up on the 5th. Kipchoge now is going to be running for a sub-two marathon in Austria, not in England. We'll talk about that. And Marquise Goodwin won a million dollars running a 40. Mm. Yeah. So this... let, let's kick it off. We got a lot of emails, too. We do every week now. No, this is a, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's getting it's getting deep here. People are really getting into to track uh, this summer, which is fantastic. Let's let's go to pre though first. Should we revisit the draft and see who won the draft? We had the event draft last week. Yeah, it really the meat didn't go to form. Let's say that there was a lot of a lot of things I didn't like expect to happen. You know, like because obviously one of the most loaded pre every year, like pre in Monaco. Probably right. The two most loaded like well, entry lists before the final, yeah, before yeah, Zurich and Brussels, yeah, yeah. So those are usually like the two like that are just like holy crap. There's you know twelve events and I th- these are all amazing, and you know th- I was I was say this you know slower track, but that there were a couple of performances that said otherwise. So it was it was a weird it was slightly weird meet because we know we know the track at the former Hayward Field was very fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this track. Quick for distance had some. I mean, it's had some big meets in its history there at Stanford over the past twenty years. But yeah, nothing where you could definitively say, "Oh, things usually run quicker here," or "Things go slower." And when Ryan Brent Benjamin opened up with a forty-seven sixteen in the four hurdles, yep. I thought, "Okay, it's going to be fast." Yep. And then that ended up last that pick of the draft. Time. Man, steal for Kevin right there. <sighs> The New York Knicks, I am not, Jason. I'll just say that. I find value. I mean, that result and Coleman. Yes. In the, and in general, that meant Hunter was fast. I mean, th- those were really the only two on the sprint side of things 
that were that were very very quick. Everything else was slower than we anticipated. But it's not you know it's not all about times. It's about putting people head to head in the track and a month out of USA seeing how they measure up. So you went women's two hundred with the first pick, Ugh. which didn't hold up. But the men, women's hundred was mine. Yeah, not great either. And I actually had the added bonus of having Tori Bowie in mind because after we got done recording, switched from the two to the one. We we call those a uh, wash, right? It's just two complete. Is that how mediocre? Yeah, no, nothing, nothing special about those events. Is that the best way to score it? We just go like one by one and see who's who won each matchup. I guess we. Could yeah, that. maybe that's the way to go. I mean, we could okay, we so, could rate every event that happened. That's that's more in depth, but yeah, this is a short show. We need to get out of here in a tight ninety five. <laughs> Minutes. Well, okay, you're right. Two and the one wash. Our second round picks, I had the women's eight, you had the women's 15. I'm inclined to give that to you. Yeah, I think the women's 15 a little better. I mean, Semenya was Semenya and mm-hmm. dragged everyone else to slightly faster. I mean, we got back to what the women's 800 has been for the past three years, right? Was Semenya, Yeah, but she went 155 and not a 154, so a little slower. Yeah, nobody else went under 158. Women's 15, mm-hmm. just with that lineup, um, it wasn't... It didn't like exceed expectations, but I think it was exactly like what it should be. And Kip, you know, Kipion coming off Ooh. the pregnancy and and looking as sharp as ever. Uh, you had a re- Hulahan waiting a little bit too long, but still looked really good. Our Laura finished second. Like like that was it brought everything to the table you want it to bring. Yeah, and if you had one or two names in there, make it even better. But very competitive all the way to the end. Hulahan. <laughs> First race of outdoors still looks sharp. I think if she had had one other race this year, I think she catches Muir and Kipigon. Maybe she goes a little earlier, a little more confident. Yeah, she was maybe. far back. Like, I mean, even, oh, with, yeah. even with, you know, 300 to go, like she was 10 meters back. Uh, so she was working her way into position. But, you know, that takes some energy. And then she, she still had the kick. The kick still looked really, really good. But when you're starting, you know, that far back and you're going against mm-hmm. Kipigon and, and our Laura, that, that's, that's, that's hard to do. It took her a while to get there, too. It was, it was a long, like, wind-up. Like, you yeah. saw her, and she was, like, lurking and lurking, and then she like, I, she took long enough to where I had, an, to, I had time to formulate an entire take in my mind mm. of why it was fine that she got seventh or whatever place it was and ran 402. I was like, it's first race. She's fine. She gets out there. She's clearly not injured. Another week or two, she'll be sharp, and then she'll win at USA's. But that didn't happen. She ran really fast and ran 359, so I think it's very clear that she's fine. Yeah, and almost or, uh, uh, just barely, you know, short of Laura, and, and Kipion looked b- much better than anyone could have hoped. Okay, so advantage Jason there. Congrats, sir, in the second round. Third round. It's got to be uh, me again. You, yeah, you had the men's 100. I had the men's 400. We'll start first with the men's 100. 981. <sighs> Into a, what, 0.1. Uh, so it was, st- it was still. So basically. still, yeah, so still. still yes. But in Coleman, not the best start for him. Still not a bad start because I don't think he's capable of starting poorly. But he, we're used to him just completely flying out of the blocks, and so he was he was a you know a touch behind Gatlin to start, but then closed that pretty quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Runs nine eighty one. I, I was hoping he you know might might said last week he was going to break nine eight real close. I'll, I'll you know that was not bad. Gatlin though yeah. was obviously the big surprise of this. Um, you know him him running 987 uh in his you know the first time we've seen him in a while i that's just crazy 
Well, he'd run. He'd run this year. He ran ten flat this year. Which oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but first, I mean, first big big race. And he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. And he ran ninety seven. I think was I think you sent me the text. We're just gonna have to get used to Gallon running nine eights until he's fifty five. Yeah, it's. And I mean, if you look, you know, you look at the hundred. Coleman's obviously a, a a pretty big favorite at this point. Noel Lyles, you know, the the guy we think at least has the talent to to push him or possibly beat him, beat him once this year. But we're not yeah. sure he's running the hundred. Uh, I hope he does. But if if Lyles doesn't run the hundred, we have. Coleman and a gap, and that gap might begin after that with Gatlin. Um, we just yeah. don't know the re- what the rest of that what the rest of that field's going to look like. There's a whole bunch of guys who can run nine nine. Gatlin just ran nine eighty seven right there. Ronnie Baker, yeah. where are you? I'd love to see you run more. Um, yeah, but that it, it's it's wide open, and Gatlin doing that certainly <laughs> has to make you feel pretty good about him. Yeah, and he doesn't need to really worry about anything until the world champs. Yep. I think he's he's right in there. I think it's you're right. Coleman, a little bit of a break. And then Gatlin is right there. So you get that one. I had the men's four hundred. I thought we were gonna see something quick. Yeah, that was a bummer. Uh LeSean Merritt scratched and Michael Norman ran forty four point oh, it doesn't matter. Seven, six, something like that. Sixty two. Forty four point sixty two. He said afterwards he was so that there was something weird on that race. I think we can agree, right? I mean, part of it was clearly Norman wasn't at his best. He said afterwards he was sick. Still won by half a second. But nobody set a a, a, a best time at all in there. Like, Kamari Montgomery ran 45-12 there. Yeah. A couple, couple weeks ago at NCAAs, he won NCAAs in 44-2. So I don't know if the wind just kicked up right that moment. It was weird. Or, I mean, it was just a – or maybe they were all keying off of Norman – I don't know what it is, but that one was abnormal. I think it was slower than the rest of the meet would indicate. Norman still won, but the main attraction of that race was seeing him versus the clock. Yeah, I mean, that race fell into the women's one and two, where we were expecting to see something fast because, hey, there had been some really good times in that, and there's some loaded fields. I mean, I mean, we kind of glossed over the women's one and two. You know, women's two, Blessing Okabare beat out Elaine Thompson and Dean Asher Smith yeah. and Nasser like 2205. You know, would have thought we had someone go 21 on that. And if I would have thought the person to win would not have been blessing Okabare, she might've been my, I don't know, fifth choice in that mm-hmm. race. Um, and, and the women's hundred as well was basically, I mean, the same exact thing, you know, Tulu wins, which isn't quite as surprising, but runs 1102. Shelly and Fraser price finished seventh, eighth, Oh, eighth, excuse me. Yes, sorry, eighth. Yeah. Um, right behind Tori, Tori Bowie at 11.39. I mean, after, you know, r- tying for the world lead, 10.73, uh, Shikari Richardson finishes fourth. Like, it was just a weird... The wind sprints were were, were weird because we were, I was expecting something really interesting and really good, and it just was kind of underwhelming for whatever reason. It was like none of what happened earlier this season mattered. Yes, like they, that didn't happen. This is just a completely different world. And... Thompson ran 22 flat, and Jamaican Trousen comes out and runs 22-2 with a plus 1.9. The way I thought, we were talking about it this morning at, at work, and Lincoln was a lot more, de- he was drawing a lot bigger conclusions from it. I was more of the opinion of, can kind of throw this one out. Right. Because, first of all, with Thompson and Fraser Price, they're coming off the Jamaican championships, which was probably 
physically and mentally draining mm. for them. They had to they had to run, they had to run hard, and they ran super duper fast. I don't know why that takes you from a ten seventy three to eleven thirty nine. That's but or a, Thompson over half a so second. 20, that's that's it's a lot. Yeah, Thompson less so twenty two flat to a twenty twenty two twenty one. Richardson gets fourth, and I think if you told her at the beginning of the year you're going to get fourth at pre classic and you're going to beat Michelle Liai, English Gardner, Tori Bowie, <laughs> and Sean Fraser Price, I think she'd take it. Yeah, but she finishes behind Tiana Daniels who got fourth at NCAAs in the 100 and gets third here. But still, first pro race. Yeah, she ran that, 10, that 7, throughout, she ran I mean, 10, it's a, it's a yeah. really big moment for her. And yeah, I think you take that as like kind of a, eh, okay, anything could have happened in that. I wouldn't have expected her to run 10-8 just because of the stakes and everything that was happening there. Yeah, and this is not, it's not linear. They're not just going to keep getting faster and faster and faster. I thought with Fraser Price... There in a, in a faster race, but if you look, if you told me ahead of time going in, she'd get, she wouldn't win. I wouldn't, or even be out of the top two. I wouldn't have been surprised. Different setup. I still think I mean, all this is new to her at this point. Still looking pretty good though. I think for if she continues on to USA's, I don't think she's announced yet when she's gonna race again. But just as is, as was the case with the men's four hundred, you mentioned it. These were abnormally slow. Yep. So and they and they. The men's 400, though, had the favorite win. This, you have Tolu and Okabare, who nobody was really picking going in. I think for right. 100, everybody everybody thought it was going to be Richardson or Fraser Price. And then if Bowie got back into form, wouldn't have been surprising if she was able to to win that thing. But I, Tolu yeah. and Okabare, I mean, they're experienced, great runners. I just don't think many people would have thought they would win these races. Tolu, at least, might have been like my third or you know, like, like she was, she had the best season last year in the hundred. Like she was, she consistently just beat everybody in the hundred. I know it was an off year and you know, the the Jamaicans were being weird and the U S was non-existent almost. So it was just like a super strange year, but she was the best in the world last year, just by resume probably. Um, but you know, Fraser price coming off 10, seven, I would said for sure. Fraser price, um, Richardson, you know, with the, with the potential there. So Tulu wasn't completely shocking. I, I, Okabare with Shippers, Nasher, Nasser, Asher Smith, Thompson, Bowie. Like that one blew me away. Yeah. So you get she, the she edge was lane there, though. Eight or nine, right? Yeah. In lane three. Yeah, she was way on the outside. Yeah. She was way on the outside. They didn't mention her until the the very, very end. <sighs> Round four. Close one. You went women's steeple. I went women's 3K. I'm going to take the win here. That's fair. Uh, uh, <laughs> It was close. I mean, I, I, those were both. Sifanasan was great. Yes, Sifanasan eight eighteen in a in a competitive race too. So it had a fast time, but it also had some competition going down the home stretch. Eight eighteen is the sixth fastest mark in history. It's the fastest mark not run in September of nineteen ninety three when the top five marks of all time were put up yeah. in Beijing, and no controversy around those marks at all. Uh, Kokolo, yeah, eight twenty, eight twenty. She's number Beats eight. Beats Baba Obiri. <laughs> yeah, and then Letzenet Gede was ninth all time, and Dababa. So it's four of the top thirteen marks in history. Yeah, that's. In this race. I think that's that gives it the bump good. in your in your direction. So uh, Hassan has seven different initials next to her time here. So I guess I'll give her the thing there. We got P. Yeah. We got P B F R L. 
W-L-M-R-D-L-N-R and A-R. So, you know, that's pretty good. But the women's steeple was, uh, you know, Chip Kowicz runs 8.55, which is extremely fast, as we know. They uh, went out in, like, 8.30 pace. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> it was so fast. She might be the only, yeah, one who can even get close to that. Uh, Coburn, you know, finishes second in 9.04, including falling in the last lap. Yeah. And still running. Uh, that was, that, what, it wasn't, it wasn't the last no. lap, I think it was, like, five and a half on yeah, the Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was, but she falls and still ends up finishing second. Uh, which was yeah. a, a great race for her, um, and she, you know, she she beats she beats Frerich. She, you know, she beats everybody else basically besides Shipkovich. So, um, yep. yeah. So that was that was a really good race. But I'm willing to give you the give you the three K on that one. Oh, I think I should win two rounds with this one. This was clearly <laughs> uh, the the race of the entire meet. Um, fifth round, you had the men's mile. I had the men's high hurdles. Robert scratched. Apologies yeah. to people who listened to me and then set their fantasy teams. I think that that single handedly just gives it to the mile. Crushing blow <laughs> there. Well, if that didn't give it to the mile, then thirteen three did. Thirteen two four. Oh, Orlando Ortega. Yeah, and then McLeod was third. Wasn't Shubankov supposed to be in this too? Yeah. So I don't know yeah, what was. happened with this, but Wilhelm a lot of scratching this year of France somehow finished second. Who, you know? Yeah, that's what we all had. You had that. So this is this is a route for you. Yeah. Just as last round was a route for me with <laughs> Sif and Hassan leading the way. Men's mile, there was a lot of, lot going on here. Yeah, not as bad. expected. Yeah, Timothy Chariot power walk to another win. Yeah, I mean it was he looked unbelievable. I mean like he he basically led, you know, at least the second half of the race, um, if not more than that, and he was just kind of just you know, just slightly in front and you're waiting for people to make a kick. But then when it came down to kicking time, he just was like, Oh, I also have a better kick than all of you. And I'm just going to, to run away from everybody. And yeah, mm-hmm. he, he won that pretty easily. He had a couple Britsons third and fourth, um, which was, which was cool. And, uh, you know, Centro finished sixth in his, his first race. Right. So. Yeah. I think a great start for him. I think something that Centro got out of this, he got the qualifying time, which he needed. Mm-hmm. So he got the world standard out of the way. But when Chariot took the lead and there was some bunching of the pack, it got a little tactical there. And Centrowitz got to work a little bit on the tactics. And this is his first race of 2019. So he had a race here that was both fast and something that is going to replicate a little bit, a little bit, not entirely, what he would see maybe in a championship setting. Yeah, that's fair. And Yeah, the first few laps were the... really quick, and then the third lap, Chariot slowed it down. I think they split 60 or 60-plus, 60 you know, in that, that third lap, and that kind of bunched everything together. Um, well, he hit the – so he hit the bell with – I mean, with 400 to go. Wasn't he in second to last, Centro? Yeah, he was, he was pretty far back for sure. And then passed a whole bunch of people. So great sign for him. Engels – uh, finishes in front of him. Yeah. So, U- U.S. went five, six, seven with Angles, Centro, and Blankenship. Just star studded. I don't know what happened to Kajelka, man. Yeah, he finished second to last. So I, I it, Nick Willis finished last, which was weird to say. Um, well, someone had to finish last in this field. You look at the names. Yeah, on there's not a bad last bad yeah. runner in this entire field. So it's it, yeah. it is it, it was a strange one. It's just one of those where it because the third lap got super bunched. Probably if you you know if you ended up getting blocked in or set to the back and then everyone's, you know, splitting 55 or whatever for the last lap. You're yeah. just kind of in no man's land. Yeah. Little, little Britson gets fourth. Middle Britson gets third. Yeah. 
good run there. So Jason wins that one, but I'm still way ahead on points because I had the women's three k. I just want to point that out. Uh, you got this last one and then, out. Yeah, well, the last round I had the four hurdles, which we talked about already with Rye Benjamin, whose last hundred. I wish someone had a split on that. I don't know what the fastest last hundred is <laughs> of a men's four-minute hurdle race. But that seemed to be it. Uh, Samba ended up scratching. Yeah, that which and Karan Clement otherwise would have been a, a much higher pick. Yeah, Karan Clement scratched as well too. A lot of late substitutions here, but this is all about Rye Benjamin. He wins by what one point seven seconds here. And I think Sets last the world week lead as well. We were talking. I think we had an email talking about Rye Benjamin, how he had the one really fast time, but we needed to see more consistency. Um, yeah, how or about just, that? Yeah, how about that? I mean that 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 kind of. <laughs> That, that, that helps that a lot. Just not even consistency. It was just like we hadn't had a full dose of Rye Benjamin yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's still so kind of new. It was like, okay, you know, people sometimes put off one-off really good times and then maybe maybe never quite approach that again. Um, but you run 47, you know, one by yourself. That'll that'll do mm-hmm. it. And then your last your last two mile, though. Good, good not- race. Yeah, the men's two mile, I think, in another matchup would have would have prevailed. It yeah. was much higher. I mean, it was definitely better than the high hurdles. Yes. And the 400 and some of the sprint races. Chepta guy gets the win over Chalimo, but Ooh, again, a, a, yeah, a very good race for Chalimo. It hasn't been running as well this year as he had last year, at least in terms of, well, he hasn't. I mean, like his, he doesn't have any top three finishes, and last year was all over that top three in Diamond Leagues. I mean, he's always in the mix. Yep. It was so much fun to, to watch him with the top Ethiopians and Kenyans, and he was right here. This was more he was like right it. here this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it loses by, you know, point zero five. Um, You know, right behind Chep's guy, right in front of Brega. And Mo Ahmed, again, sick in his head in that. Like, he's he's had a really... I mean, he was seven seconds back of third, but he, he's he's had a good, uh, good year so far. Yeah. So this one, this one was good. I mean, I... For 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 Chalimo, I think if he wasn't the favorite in the five thousand for USA's at least, yes, USA's he, is he now. definitely is, and and yeah. yeah, this was a good race to see from like you mentioned in the past. It was like, oh man, this guy's you know, there's no such thing as a guarantee, you know, a, a really feeling great about a medal like in the five because it can just be so weird. But like he was that that good where you would you would have bet on him meddling. Um, and you know he's going to race again in Lausanne this this weekend. Um, oh, he is. Yeah, so that right. that'll be that'll be another good, and, th- and that's actually in the five k. So I think I think he's rounding into form, and you know maybe he just got started a little later because he knows how long this season is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm I think this is this is certainly a good sign, and he he will be right in the mix for that for that five k title. The final score, you had three, I had two, and then we had one tie. Just all I do is win, win, win. No but what. if you give me the women, if you give me the women's hundred over the two hundred, which I mean, that's a tie. I literally no, I think can't if, pick if one you, of those two. Like I just, I don't know even how you pick one. Well, if you had to push it one way or the other, you yeah. push it in favor of you. So I will give you the victory, my friend, here mm. in the second annual yes House of Run Pre Classic slash the Meet Formula known as the Pre Classic Draft. It's well done. It's good. I just wish I had a speech prepared. Um, you know talking a lot of trash last week about my picks. I was. Um, I was. And <laughs> it was definitely a surprise, though. Like, this this meet went very different than I think both of us expected. You know, as far as the, the sprints, you know, Coleman and Benjamin withstanding, like, were just very strange. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, just very, very slow. And hey, sometimes it's going to happen. But um, you know, the, I would say the overall the the middle distance went better than expected, and especially on the men's side, and the and the sprints just went much worse than expected. Before we go, a couple of field event highlights. Vashai Cunningham cleared two meters for the first time in her career. Yeah. Still got second, though, because Lasaskine jumped 204. She's crushing it for team authorized neutral athlete out there. Mondo Mondo on the pole vault. Gong on the women's shot put. And Darlin Romani of Brazil won the men's shot put. Diamond League record, 2261. Which is he beat Krauser, who this year remember had Krauser had that throw that was the farthest in the world in about twenty years, more than twenty years. Right. So men's shot put hotting up. The real field event highlight though of the week. Do you see Will Clay's triple jump? Ooh, I did. Third third best ever. He jumped very far. Yeah, this I mean and we know Will Clay is, you know, capable of that. But yeah, this this is just love seeing stuff like this, so Soaring through the I thought world record watch this year would be for Christian Taylor. Yeah. As it usually is. But so what's Will Clay? So Will Clay went from 1791, that was his best before this, to 1814. Whew. 18, 18.14 meters. So yeah, if you haven't seen the video, go on Twitter. When triple jumpers go really f- far, they look like they're flying. Yeah, it looks Actually ridiculous. Flying. Like it's just like, like just his first jump. You're just like, oh, that's insane. And then just yeah, you're still going. Yeah. If you like one jump, you're probably gonna like three jumps. I think that's the triple jumps official marketing campaign. It's good. The biggest running news probably in the entire world though this weekend was not in track, certainly the U.S. Jason. Yeah. Certainly in the U.S. Marquise Goodwin, Olympian Marquise Goodwin, I'll say. Long jumper. Um, ran. They had a 40-yard dash competition. Most people already know this if they're watching, listen to this show. But someone put up a million dollars. I don't know who. It was on pay-per-view. I don't know how many people watched it. But they had two brackets, offense and defense. And surprisingly, Jason... The guy who competed in track for a very long time. <laughs> Can't believe won. it. Marquise Goodman got the win. So he's now uh, got a million dollars. And he competed at the Olympics. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a that's a good day. Just, I mean, I love this system. You know, like, this is awesome. Like, a tournament just between, you know, 40 yards. Like, I think that's, that's great. And I actually really, really enjoy that. Um, no times? Like, why, what? What was the logic in that? So I think, now I'm not sure, but what I had heard was they were starting differently, right? So they weren't starting like 40 times. Yeah. Because that wouldn't make sense, obviously, because you start yourself. Start so you can't do that each in competition. Other. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, they were going to be slower, and I don't think they wanted to confuse the the audience with it so they just did margin of victory so he won by 0.05 yeah i i understand that and that yeah that the majority of nfl fans would just be like what how did you win in 4.38 like people who run faster every year at the at the combine um but you want a times that you're i want times yeah absolutely i'm definitely a times guy when it comes to the 40 (laughs) like that's that's the so point there's a, yeah, the like it, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. The anticipation and the the gamesmanship within the race of the 40 is really good. And I like that uh, there's a lot of thought that goes into it and the back and forth (laughs) and the strategy. Um, It's the 40-yard dash. The only thing that matters is times. Literally, the only thing that matters. And then the winner should have to face Mike Rogers and then lose. And that'll be fun. Well, I think in this case, I think in this case, Goodwin would have won. I mean, Goodwin's obviously legit fast. He's track fast. Although it's been it's been a couple of years it's, since he's. Let's see. When's the last time he's? He hasn't run. So he ran a six. Now I don't know how many sixties he's running, but he ran a sixty in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. He ran a hundred in twenty sixteen. Long jumped in twenty sixteen, but hasn't been active in track since then. So he's been off for a couple of years. Yeah, I still feel like I think Christian. I think Christian Coleman would win. I think Christian Coleman. That's would a win. bold statement. No, Christian Coleman yeah, would would walk him so bad <laughs> it would be embarrassing for Marquise Goodwin. So Goodwin six sixty seven is his sixty best. And Christian Coleman, I believe, holds the world record in the sixty. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how. We don't know how fit he was, do we? Goodwin for that six sixty seven. I mean. Coleman's running six thirty four, so that's three. I'm gonna guess Goodman's Goodwin's less fit now that he's not running track. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. Look, uh, good run for him. I think it's a good day for track and field because if your guy goes and beats everybody, right? That's yeah, good. I like that. Uh, this is. I saw a lot of athletes commenting about they're doing what we're doing, just slower, and they got a million dollars, right? But this is the world we live in, man. You put NFL next to anything, and people will. Now I don't even know how much money it made, so I don't. Someone could have tried. This could be like Firefest. I don't know. Maybe the checks I'm gonna clear. Right. But I, like, so so just because someone offered this, it doesn't mean it's gonna go on for next year and the year after, and that there's some sort of sustainable business model. But the reason people were interested in it in general is because it's associated with. The National Football League. I don't think people all of a sudden woke up and were like super interested in like running more than normal. No, definitely I not. Just- I just, yeah. I mean, I I think it's still cool. Like, I still like races. Like between, you know, if it's NFL players, like just kind of just see what happens. I humans think humans and animals infinitely like human and animal races more interesting with times. Yeah, like just so much more interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I still think the winner should have to face Christian Coleman. Like all of a sudden, like. Mike Tyson's punch out. Like you have to beat Mike Tyson all of a sudden. And Drew, do you know what would even be bigger than that? Because you you saw this video, right? Very dramatic lighting. Yes. What if whoever wins thinks they won, and then all of a sudden, spotlight goes to the other side of the arena. There's smoke coming out of the tunnel, and Matthew Bowling walks. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. Bet just says bet. That would be that. You're right. That's better. That's much better. Let's just make this. I mean, we don't need to have the fastest people in the world. Let's just make this the most viral thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you got to do. Yeah, that's. Ocho Cinco was there. He could have tried. He still. He thinks he's faster than track people for whatever reason. Yeah, he he would have lost to like everyone in this field probably because you know. Yeah, he, I think it's more. I think it's like the Ted Ginn thing. I think people just like to say let's ra- let's race let's race. I don't think they actually believe it, but. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm interested to see if they do it again next year. I, I, I do think a lot of times we take advantage or we we take for granted just 
how big the NFL is and how much people want to consume NFL stuff regardless of what it is or even college football stuff. And this was hammered home to me when one day a couple of years ago I was watching it was either yeah some some ESPN network either the U or the Ocho or something like that. And I think I could be wrong. It wasn't just a spring game they were showing. They might have actually been showing parts of practice. And spring games are bad enough. Yeah. I've been I've watched a couple spring games in person. They are not interesting at all. Nope. <laughs> and now the every season's not spring... interesting. I can't imagine the spring games are. Even worse. Yes, it's even worse because you only have one team playing against itself and when you score a touchdown, you say, Wait, is the offense good this year or is the defense bad? Yep. I don't know what to think. <laughs> It's a lot of it's a lot of work to figure out, but people will watch anything that is some way connected in way, shape, or form to, to football. Yeah, and I mean, let's but let's why not go a little further? Like, let's let, why wouldn't we throw in with this this mystery millionaire or whoever it was? Um, yeah, get these NFL guys. Throw in you know four of the fastest NBA guys. Throw in the few fastest MLB guys. Like, let's let's just like throw all these guys in here and just get it'd be it'd be fun. Yeah extended a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like there's there's no downside and I still think Christian Coleman should be the big boss who just like laughs, you yeah, know, has yeah. the evil laugh after he defeats you. But like it, it would be more interesting One thing, if you add and add in Andy Roddick, you know, for the the two meter uh race. Andy Murray. Andy Murray. Murray, sorry. Different different Andy. Yeah, there's a couple in tennis you have to know. I I was impressed though. Didn't Goodwin get through four rounds? Like there were multiple like the bracket was pretty big. Yeah. So I think that was all in one day. So he ran four, four or five forties in one day, which is that that can take some. It can slow you down a little bit. Now we don't know what the time was, so we don't know if it slowed him down or not. <laughs> right. And if you give uh, if you give track athletes the chance to win a million dollars, they'll be like, yeah, they'll they'll all Lashawn merit it and run sixteen heats if they have to. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, update on the Ineos one fifty nine challenge. Yeah. The easiest race name to say in all of competitive <laughs> running. They found a location. It's not going to be in England. Mm. It's going to be instead in Vienna, Austria. You been to Vienna, Jason? I not yet. Okay. Soon. This Soon. this place this place looks cool. It does. Looks and it looks like a good spot for this thing. We have a a course. It's going to be an out and back. It's got a roundabout. At the well, on either side of it, it's about what four and a half kilometers in each direction. Mm. So down and back will be nine kilometers or so. So he'll do that several times. It's in the Prater, which is a big public park in Vienna, and they talked a lot about how many trees there are. I saw that. Yeah. And the other big thing it allows for fans. I hope so. I hope I hope we fill that thing up. Um, we got Kevin Hart on the mic. I'm assuming, so that'll be good. Um, I don't know if that's been announced yet. I'm just assuming he's going to be a part of this. Yes, he's got to be, right? I think so. He was there before, and you know, he's 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 big into the running thing now. Uh, What's the most Kevin Hart Austria joke? Oh man, think of? <sighs> man, I got nothing. I'm trying to. I got it in my head, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Let's now. Let's. So I'll just give you the. The structure of the joke. So Austria kind of sounds like Australia. Yeah. So it's like a shorter version of Australia. Mm. 
so it's like the Kevin Hart version <laughs> of Australia because all the jokes have to be about that he's short. Yes, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, that's good. So I don't know how I'd I don't know how I'd get there, but that's what that's how I would contribute to the writers. Room I like it. I like it. That's 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 solid. You can yeah. I mean, you can workshop that. One. You're you're a, a word spike <laughs> when it comes to jokes. Uh, now that you've seen the course, will he break two? Go. <sighs> I think he does it. Really? Yeah. Just based on the the Prater, you you like the uh, 3D images I, of the yeah. I think that good. was part of it. Your joke definitely put me over the top. Um, Shouldn't this be? This should be in England. What happened? Yeah, here? I agree with London. that. It should be in well, England. What's going on? Uh, but you know, so he missed it by what was it? Thirty? No, twenty six seconds left. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty five. So um, so he missed it by twenty six seconds. Since then, he seems to be getting faster. <laughs> Some somehow, uh, he's running you know two oh one on regular marathons. I just, I feel like, I feel like it's like, you know, like you, you play the computer in chess and then it's like your best chances the first time. Cause if you play them again, they learned all your moves. I feel like the, the two hour marathon, interesting the two hour, the Kipchoge is, is, is that version where he's like, Oh, I've tried this once. Okay. I learned everything possible I could do to improve myself. Oh, interesting. And even at the end of running 20, 20 or two, two minutes, two hours and 25 seconds, he looked like he had just, you know, jogged the end of his driveway for the mail. Um, so I feel like he's, he's going to figure out the extra, the extra time and he's, he's going to do it. I like that analogy. Where'd you come up? With I that have one? no idea. It's just, it's good. Yeah. I think I'm interested to know what the, what impact the cheering will have. Mm. I think this is a big test spectators versus no spectators. Well, and I don't uh, know if Lilisa well, DeCisa is doing it again. That'll be big. And, oh uh, God, I hope so. We need we need two we need one guy to run two fourteen, another guy to run two oh nine if we're gonna really do this right. <laughs> I just wanna know if when you yell at somebody that you're almost there during a cross country race, does that help or hurt the person? Mm. And I think now we'll have a very clear A and B sample yes. with uh, with Kip Choke because in Monza there was nobody there except Kevin Hart. Like Elliot Kipchoge could literally hear Kevin Hart's jokes from across the Formula One track because it was just echoed off of the stands. That's true. They, they, that was not open to the public. There were some a couple media people there, and there were seven hundred pacers. The guy who operated the laser, the guy who drove the car, and then a bunch of Nike reps and stuff. That was it. Yeah. It was not. It was not. There was not a cheering, screaming, crowd. Um. Now, is this the biggest deal? No, but I thought it was. The most interesting. <laughs> because, I mean, any, any place they pick was going to be flat. They said they picked it what, was only three time zones away from where Kipchoge trains in Kenya. But, I mean, you could – he runs in London all the time and runs freaking fast. I don't know why that right. matters. He's he's not going to show up the night before on a Southwest flight uh, and, and, and hop in the race. He's going to have time to get used to the time zone. Um the roundabout at the end is different, right? Because in Monza, it was just a gentle, it was really a, gentle curve. Very, yeah, yeah, and they and they picked that uh, on purpose. I think. I mean, and it looks cooler, I guess, if you're gonna look for a backdrop. It's cooler than running around a F1 track. Infinitely, yeah, yeah. But then it's, it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's true. But if you have people lined up there, I feel like I feel like that does help a little bit. Um, yeah, and I wonder if he likes it short loops versus longer loops. If you have to be repetitive, what do you prefer? Right. Like, it's like, do you like, do you, would you rather do a 10K 
on a track or would you rather do a 10k on a you know, one and a half k loop that repeats almost you know almost whatever amount of times or a 2k loop that repeats five times i could see i could see arguments either way 2k loop for sure for me but i that gets can't lo- run fast I don't know. so <laughs> it's irrelevant anything else on kipchoge so you think yes yeah i'm going with yes you what like, do you think you like the hashtag no human is limited that's going to be the hashtag, apparently. That's true. Which is not a, not a great hashtag, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, hashtag climate's way better. <laughs> uh, I'm inclined to say no. I mean, that's the s- smart, like, the safe way to go, but... My thing is, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but I think we probably did, so I'm, I'm probably repeating myself. I think what might end up happening is we might end up underrating how well done and well prepared the first attempt was and we may not have that same level the second time for all the extra stuff Mm. that helps him and one little thing can make a big difference now the course looks just as quick i don't i'd be interested to know someone who designed this whole thing for breaking two like what they think of that course because why didn't they choose it if it was so fast, why didn't they choose it? Yeah, and I think the I don't know. I just think the advantage of the second time around is big. Um, but I mean, who who knows? Yeah, no, that's look. It's just I'm guessing. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, we all are. And it says October twelfth through the twentieth. So I guess we gotta. Yeah, you got a window. Got so twelfth nice, nice is twelfth yeah. is the first choice, and then they're keeping it open for weather possible weather delays got nine days which means he should be running london next year so i when i and when i go to london i want to hear them say Eli kipchoge and then they you know name off 47 things and the final thing they go and the first man to run you know sub two hours in a marathon yeah and then you yell from on top i told you kevin no human is limited (laughs) (laughs) hashtag humans are limited hashtag i know from experience <laughs> i am for sure limited do you think he really believes that that no human is limited no i think he like, believes really... that he's not limited but i don't think right I, I... he doesn't do you think he believes i could run two two ten do you think he believes that oh maybe i mean remember he like he gave like a what seemed like genuine but total backhanded compliment to mo Farah for running a, a jogging 205 like yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. does. I think to him, two ten is so pedestrian that yeah, he, he probably believes that everyone can do it. Yeah, and he would probably be genuine to you about it too. Like he wouldn't be like it wouldn't be in passing. He'd be like, "It's like oh yeah, man, you could you could do two ten. Just like here's what you got to do. Just just run sixty five and then just do that again." <laughs> and you'd be like, "Oh okay, that's it." I that's just interesting. I guess that's in the same way. I I probably believe every human can run under five hours. There's probably a time. I don't know. Right, what there it are is, certain cutoffs. Time... You just go, yeah. With with oh, an amount yeah. of work, anyone's capable of that. You know, like, and we all we all have that cutoff, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, maybe two ten is a little too quick, but I, I bet he would be like, yeah, two thirty is possible for everyone. When it just well, I picked the time. Isn't. Yeah, <laughs> I picked a time that was out Obscene. number one outrageously, yeah. <laughs> outrageously unrealistic for me, but also far enough behind him to where he couldn't be like well no this guy's not that close yeah to where he's like oh you're two miles that. behind me yeah let's sure go for it yeah that, that, yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense we got a diamond league meet coming up yeah 
on Friday, which means we get to hear that Diamond League song. What channel is BN? What time zone is Doha in? I don't understand the point system. Where is the 5,000? I got a virus from this Russian stream. I forgot to set my fantasy team. I always select Perkovich. Every 200 has Edward Alonzo in it. This is the Diamond League. All right, Jason Lasan is on tap for Friday. This looks pretty good. This looks pretty, pretty good. Yeah. There's there's one in particular I'm really excited about, but overall it's a it's a good meet. Well what's the one what's the one? Well, this event has done me wrong many, many times. But <laughs> the men's two hundred is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, first of all you have Noah Lyles. Could be enough on its own to make an event exciting. But then I say, Hey Kevin, are you interested in Andre de Grasse? The, Let's the comeback go. of Andre de Grasse? And you go, Okay, yes. that's good, but I need something else. How about Divine Oduduru? Why don't we throw that How in about there? About it. That's good. That that right there. And then okay, let's throw in the world champ Ramal Gulia. Fine. But oh. really, those three. <laughs> I like how you just fast forwarded over. <laughs> Sorry, Guliev, man. You had your moment, and no one will ever take that gold medal away from you, except for maybe the guy you screwed on your last heist, <laughs> who's doing it to get back at you. Um, but these, the, the that those three. I mean, what else would you want, right? I mean, obviously you'd like Michael Norman in there, but outside of that, it's pretty good. Really good, pretty good. Is that that's the race of the meet? I, I mean, to me, unquestionably, if you, if you have a different argument, uh, that's that's fine. But no, it looks good. I I hope we get to see Roberts in the hurdles this time. Yes, because we didn't last time. Same thing with Shubenkov. Yep. The the men's hundred with Gatlin. Want to see what he does after a nine eighty seven? Uh, see Nasser's running the open four. That's always good. Fraser Pri- Fraser Price in the hundred. So let's yeah let's with, see. with Asher Smith and Tolu and Shippers. Like that's yeah that's another good good hundred. Uh, men's time to prove some men's stuff. Men's distance is good right? again. I mean, it's always good, but we mentioned yeah. the we mentioned the five k. You've got you've got Chalimo in there, along with you know Barrega, um, Ingerbritson. I mean, it's just everybody. It's everybody. Rop. You skipped over somebody there. I don't know who you skipped know, over, there's... but you paused there. Well, I, I'm just like looking. I'm look. I didn't even write them down because there were too many names to like keep track of. But it's yeah. a whole bunch of Ethiopians. Um, a few Kenyans, Borega, Bekele, Balu, Cheptegai. Cheptegai, that's who I skipped over. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be really good. And, yeah, like I said, kind of Chalimo rounding into form a little bit. Um, it's really exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, this is this is good. And men's eight is, is good, too. you got Career, Murphy, Rotich, Tuka, both Poland guys, Lewandowski, the best 1,500-meter yeah. runner in the world going at the eight. <laughs> Stepping down in distance to the distance he used to run all the yeah, time. It's like, but apparently, I don't know. Maybe he's a maybe he's a fifteen guy now. When he finishes like fifth in this, do you think he just skips to the fifteen? Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, and he should. And and he probably is going to finish fifth in this, unless he's just a 800, 1500 combo guy. Mm, all right, I'm okay with that. That'd be nice. Yeah, easy double. That'd be pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I ordered the shirt. Yeah. Out of the shirt, coming to a video program near you. Near you, I got an orange. Nice. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Ethan. Let me know if you got your shirt. They ship pretty quickly, and I need Harrison's address. Well, should I deliver him in person to Harrison? He said he's going to Des Moines. I think I should. Yeah, right? I think at this point he's waited long yeah, enough. Yeah, okay. he deserves a in person delivery. 
I need to know his size, though. Uh, okay, let's do email. Houseofrun at gmail.com. Before that, I don't know it, if oh, this yeah. is an email, but this this is in my Twitter feed, but from from Timmy Two Shoes, from Julian. Mm-hmm. Wade Van Niekirk. Setback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's just, this yeah. is big for me. I'm sorry. D- this is, you know, it's, you know, he's in my minor setback, so he's not participating in any upcoming Diamond League events. Um, still says he plans on running Worlds, though. I mm-hmm. I hope that's I hope that's the case, but basically said he he trained a little too hard, which I believe because that seems like something he would do. Um, yeah, just just a you know it's rough. It's it's a little sad because I, I mean obviously we've been kind of I, I you know I'm as big a Van Niekirk fan as I come, but I know you're excited to see him too because he can get back to that. Him and Norman is everybody's exciting. We need him in the four hundred. We need him in the four hundred matchup yeah. in all of the sport right now. Um, so yeah, that's it's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, Julian sending me. Sending me emojis of of waves and and water and faucets. I know what you're saying, Julian. I don't I don't appreciate it. He is not washed. He will be back. No, it's unacceptable. Um, but he also said he might send an incoherent voicemail. So I want that as long as it's not saying that. Uh, Van Niekerk. We did washed. get one. I don't know if it's from him. Oh, I don't know. It's possible. We we got yeah the the trans. Description is impossible to. Yeah, decide. I tried so to read. We'll okay, I, I did try to read that, and I have no idea what someone was saying there. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to do it. All right, here we go. Let's jump in first. We got all sorts of uh, topics covered here. Uh, Trevor writes in says regarding the lingering issue of Kevin's lack of adequate sign off. Mm-hmm. May I humbly suggest I did not move, a la John Drummond in two thousand three. <laughs> Feel it out. Try it out. Maybe it fits. Oh, I like it. So then I would say I did not move, and then Jason goes, Jessica Ennis, good night. I just I feel like I need to do something that like leads into Jason's. Mm. It's got to both wrap up, let people know the show is over, but also sets up Jason's sign because it's just so perfect how how Jason closes it out. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, always up for listener recommendations. So someone has some good yeah. some good closing things because. You've, I'll try you've tried a little bit of different things, but nothing stuck yet. They've all failed. All failed. Brian, emailer formerly from Raleigh, but now from Pennsylvania. Uh, what was your favorite race from pre-classic? Mine was the women's 3K. Felt like you guys really underrated this event. Your preview stacked field, and it delivered. I didn't. I picked it. I just wanted it late. <laughs> I wanted it. I want to be able to get the men's 400 before that. Plus, since Kevin and I are the same person, this pick is on brand with Hassan taking the win. That's, That's right. True. Two. Biggest surprise to me for me it was Jess Hall, 402, huge PR, beating Kate Grace. Olympic standard, and she really took advantage of the opportunity of being in the race. If I remember correctly, she was third at the bell. I'm becoming a Jess Hall fan. Tough racer. Kip Yegon's win after almost two years since her last race was a pretty impressive surprise as well. Meh, race of the week. Mine is the women's 100. Just give the star power. Just given the star power in the lineup, but it didn't really meet the expectations. P.S. If you're American, it's PR. Otherwise, it's PB. Kind of like the metric system. Same goes for uh, workout if you're American and session if you're from the rest of the mm. world. Oh, that's I like session better, but I I would yeah. say workout. But I I think session sounds cooler. Man, race of the meet. I mean, there are a lot of it's contenders. Women's one or two, I think, are the men's four though. Men's high hurdles. Yeah. There's well, and and men's high hurdles you had withdraws, so I, I feel yeah, like that's not that's not fair because it was just you know that's unfortunate. But everybody showed up to the lines for the women's sprints, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. What if? Sorry, what if 
Merritt didn't scratch and he was in pretty good sh- I have no idea like why he scratched, but what if he was in decent shape and he showed up and beat Norman? Oh, that would have been so good. Like he ran he ran like 44-5 and beat him. So he didn't run a crazy time. Right. He actually beat him. Be insane. It'd be anyway. interesting. Surprise to me. That's a good one with Jess Hall. I mean, she was at the bell. She was right there. Her PR was 407 two weeks ago. Now she's run 405. Uh, other big surprises? Hmm. I mean, Okabari winning was yeah. big. Angles getting fifth was pretty good in that race. Yeah. Um, I mean, Frerichs opening that fast was, well, Frerichs, Coburn, and, well, Coburn wasn't opening. That was her second steeple. But that whole steeple trio, Quigley, Frerichs, Coburn was, was good. I don't think that any of them were surprises. Yeah, you're right. Okabare probably is a good one. Um I mean, is Kip Yegon a surprise? Yes, she's the Olympic champion. Yeah, I mean, this was her first, first race, race back, back. That was better than you could have. You know, I thought I thought she'd run well just because she's so good. But I didn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have picked her to win. Like she, you know, I uh, Laura Muir, Houlihan. I, I think would have. I both picked would have picked before her. Favorite race. I like in terms of just a single dominant performance. I liked watching the four hurdles, but men's mile, men's mile, and men's two mile were entertaining too. Yeah, those were really good, and, I, and I, I'm a sucker for the women's fifteen. It's just, it's a really good event with mm-hmm. with just runners who are really interesting and 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 always make for a compelling race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan from Chicago about state versus states. Here oh, we go, long time, tenth time. <laughs> I was going to stay out of the state versus states debate until I had an epiphany. Have you ever heard anyone refer to a conference meet as conferences? I haven't. Applying the same logic that allows. The use of states, the use of conferences should be commonplace. Since it isn't commonplace, there can be only two possible conclusions. One, states is a crime against nature. Or two, everything is fine. There are no rules. And we're in a grammatical no man's land. I'll leave it to you two. Two to decide. That is Dan from Chicago. I'm going to. It's the Wild West out here. Uh, Ethan writes in, on the last show, we Maryland Marylanders were accused of saying state when we actually say states. Ooh. Um, and he says Stephen A. Smith voice blasphemy. Was that that was pretty good? That? Okay. that was strong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I listened to a Stephen A. clip before. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> no, it's just at this point, it's just it's hilarious it is to me. So now. good. <laughs> just, everybody's in on everybody's in on the joke. It's 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 character. That's all it is. Uh, I'm sure he's defending the Knicks. Let, right. Uh, free no, right he's now. like no, no, no. The opposite. Okay, good. He's like. Just because he's a Knicks fan, right? That's his thing. Yeah, he is a Knicks fan. Yeah, so he's probably like, they should have signed Crab Ragoon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Things of that nature. Uh, The Robcat writes in Since you guys have two brains and I only have one, I thought utilize your double brain power. It's debatable. And outsource answering this can. Yeah, this is. Together we're actually dumber. That's how it works. Uh, As we're all aware, from the 2018 indoor season, the IAAF, excuse me, World Athletics, yes. in its infinite thought-out and well-reasoned logic, has the rule for relay world records to count everyone on the team has to be from one country. This obviously makes sense as the pinnacle of human achievement are intrinsically and elementally tied to nationality <laughs> and not by recognizing the actual individuals or distinct group that actually accomplished that feat. My question to you guys is, what happens if an authorized neutral athlete sets a world record? Ooh. Following world athletics logic, wouldn't this reasoning suggest that since no single country can be recognized, an ANA athlete world record would, wouldn't be eligible as well? No one country can be attributed to the record, so it only seems consistent with the incredibly stupid and self-defeating relay record rules as it can't count. 
Am I wrong for coming to this conclusion? Ooh. That is the Robcat who probably crushed his LSATs with that logic. Yeah, and I that's you gotta have Lasa Skine set the record. That's what we need this year. We need her to do it just to see. Uh we need her to play Blues Traveler um, <laughs> on the awards podium. So we get the A and A anthem. The run around. And is we that get, that song? Because that's we the get, one yeah, I get we got, yeah. yeah, we get John Popper going, Whoa, <laughs> you wanna give me is run around and it's sure bun out. Yeah, because this uh, didn't we decide that was a theme song? No, I, I, I if we, we if we didn't, the then we just did. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good point. Yeah, I'm even more interested because I mean, technically, you could have multiple nations be authorized neutral athletes at this point, right? I mean, so it's Russia, yes. but say you know mm-hmm. tomorrow the U.S. gets like that. Um, mm-hmm. Hypothetically, A and A is one team. They could make a relay. Yep. But they, would they be recognized? I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's, this is very confusing. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, he pointed out a very clear discrepancy here, and I think he's right. Or what you could do is you say the records count, because as, you, as he mentioned, the performance isn't intrinsically tied to an athlete's nationality. It's well said. Yeah. I th- or well you just, said. in the record books, there's just a blank space. It's just, <laughs> it's just no, nothing listed. <laughs> I like that, too. Uh, let's go to Rich from Boston's North Shore, formerly of nowhere because only idiots move away from Boston's North Shore. <laughs> Fair That's enough. Good. I have Bone not been to Dia. Boston's North Shore. Uh, what? Yeah, I forgot to ask you. Sorry. Jason, you've been to the Boston's North Shore? <laughs> I have not. Um, Bone Dia, amigos. First time, long time. I was listening to the recent pod and was considering the start list of some of the Diamond League meets and the like. It got me thinking about the greatest distance runner on the planet, Eddie Cheserek, February 2018, and why he <laughs> never gets invited to any meets. I stand by that take, by the he way. Was so you good. all can mock me, you and Jason and everybody else out there on the North Shore and the South Shore and all the other shores can make jokes, but go look at the numbers, February 2018, best distance runner on the planet. Didn't last too much longer, but in that moment he was, just as the same way I was the... Athlete of the Month, Palaverde High School, September uh, 2001. That's right. Okay. Is it because everyone is scared to race the greatest distance runner on the planet? February 2018. He's putting February 2018 in parentheses. This is very, this is very condescending. This. Rich, did you write this email? I wish I did. Maybe this is my alter ego, like, uh, like Brian is yours. Where is he? What is he doing? Why won't the U.S. grant the greatest distance runner on the planet? February 2018 <laughs> citizenship. Is Nike embarrassed? Skechers stole away the greatest citizens on the planet, February 2018, and is blackballing him and forcing the U.S. government to deny his citizenship. Would love to know your thoughts on King Chez, a.k.a. greatest citizens on the planet, February 2018, and the above questions. I don't. I wish I had an answer if I knew I would I would say it. I, I do not know. We got another question about Cheserek, people asking where he's at uh, that's right now and why well he's not done, Rich. I will. I'll do some digging. How about that? Even though you guys don't deserve it because you're just making fun of me. So... That's the, you know, and it's, yeah. All right, let's go to, do we have any authorized neutral emailers? Mm. Let's see. (laughs) No. Uh, Okay, hold on, hold on. Sorting through the email. Oh, let's get an Island Games preview. Yeah. This is from Chris in London, but really from the host of the inaugural Island Games, the Isle of Man. Yes. The man from the Isle of Man. 
emailing not only pre-pre, but also prior to probably, that's a lot of P's <laughs> there, the biggest athletics meet of the season. That's right. Whilst the IAAF, sorry, World Athletics has gone for the autumn, it's time for the Island Games. Sitting here wearing my official House of Run t-shirt with the proclamation of Beat Orkney. <laughs> so good. Do you have that shirt yet, by the way? Not yet. I, so, I, I mean, part of me wants to order all three at the same time. Yeah. Which I might just end yeah. up doing. Because it, it was basically like trying to pick like which one to order first, which was just an impossible yeah. thing. I mean, Easy Double is right. like my my thing. I, I want to present one to Otto Bolden, ideally. Um, oh. But, you know, because okay, I, like I think that would just be a perfect thing. Yeah. No, I think you got to get all three. Yeah. This is your jam. It's shirts with words on That's them. That's true. Uh, and I'm trying to be. I'm trying to just completely cop your style too here and do the same I love thing. It. In any event, I'm hoping in the next episode for a draft style pick of events for what may well be the most controversial island games of all time. Controversy doesn't stem from testosterone levels amongst competitors, but the fact that Gibraltar, a non-island, is hosting as a replacement for the Faroe Islands. Whoa. But also, we tweet. Remember, we, we yeah, I just still we surprised by it. Yeah, as a longtime <laughs> island games fan, I'm just just hurts me deeply. Two, a number of core sports have been omitted for reasons of lack of space on the Rock of Gibraltar. Yin's Mon and the Isle of Man winning the men's and women's football, respectively, in the men's case, succeeding in beating Orkney. Looking at the athletics fields, there's no obvious follow onto world champ medalist and Island Games record holder Sidoni Mothersill and Kelly Southerton. However, there are several athletes going for the 5,000, 10,000, and half marathon easy triple. <laughs> On that note, the authentic seawater is packed, ready for the opening ceremony, and I'm sure that the official international podcast of the games will keep us updated. Cheers. That is Chris. Yeah, we need we need the Island Games updates for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just thrown off. I mean, it's still I know, like I said, you know, I know we talked about this before. Gibraltar, solid uh peninsula. Solid but, solid rock, yeah, yeah. But just I'm very, very thrown off by this. There's so many islands. <sighs> there are. There are a lot of islands out there. That's what they say. It's be so easy to do. I mean, I guess technically every continent is an island in itself. But come on, let's let's do better. I'm gonna have to double check that. Steve in Dorset, in the UK. Yeah. Was gutted to hear Kipchoge's 159 will be happening in Vienna rather than London, but I guess he has to go to the place with the best possibility of breaking too. Uh, on another podcast, Marathon Talk, they spoke to the organizer of the Night of 10,000 PBs, which is a track day night in London. We talked about this before. Yeah. They have beer and they stand in lane three. Sounds awesome. The reason I'm kind of to you about this is because they will be trialing a new pacing light system Ooh. that has been created with the help of Bram, uh, Bram Song. Of course. <laughs> so awesome. Is that? I couldn't tell if that was a joke. I, we've seen this, right? The LCD on the inside and we watched yeah, it. Yeah. I, I mean, I really hope it was with Bram Song. Like, I want him to just not be the best rabbit, but like to literally like be creating things to like, because he knows like, yeah, hey, yeah. I can't do this forever, but like I'm going to... You know, you have to buy the Bramsom rabbit system. Yeah. Well, and then he turns himself into a hologram as like his final yeah. act, and then he just he just never like the leaves. like the ghost in Mario Kart that you could get so like that had your best time. <laughs> uh, and he says, "My nomination for random track hero is Dean Macy from about 15 years ago. Used to love him for no great reason. That is Steve. Well, Bramsom's got to worry though. Is he gonna work? Is he gonna?" work himself out of a job here mm. you don't want the, you don't want the robots to take over right it's true uh man it's it's yeah it's a tough scenario but i guess you know i, I he he knows he's got probably i don't know how old bram som is i actually have no idea how old bram som is i'm gonna look that up right now it doesn't, it doesn't matter because the hologram thing it's true well he's 39 right now 
So, whoa, I, really? which I'm shocked by too. 39, yeah. So you have to think he doesn't have more than a few years left at at pace and at elite levels here, right? I mean, that's 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 hard to do. I mean, even Bram Som. So I think he's I think he's setting up his future is what he's doing. I like it. I like I it from that it. perspective. Yeah, technological pioneer. Look, if Meb can run marathons until he's 40 at the elite level. Yeah, that's true. Ramsam can keep pacing. Next up, Nick from Tulsa, formerly from the womb of Jody. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> that's interesting. Last week, you guys talked about the strange and unnecessary DQs and meets. I was at a small meet in Oklahoma my junior year of high school about seven years ago. And the winner of the girls 3200 got DQ'd after the race completed. Right after she crossed the line, they DQ'd her because she was wearing one of those animal-shaped rubber band bracelets that were popular around 2011-2012 on her wrist. Oklahoma High School has been up and down for several years, so finding really competitive races is not easy. But she had lapped the whole field and ran under 11 minutes for the first time in her career, about a 20-second PR. Yes, PR. The term PB is for peanut butter, not a personal <laughs> record in any event. My like senior that. year, I was watching the state, not states, boys 3200, and they rang the bell a lap early. It was a two-man race, and one of the guys took off. He was coming down the home stretch and stepped on the inside of the track. No competitive advantage on the straightaway. Then stepped, uh, oh, stepped on the inside of the track, then stepped off the track after he completed the lap. When he realized there was still one lap left, he got back on the track and managed to finish somewhere in the top five, but was later DQ'd. Oh, my God. Uh, on another note, does anyone know the citizenship status of Cheserek and if he's going to try to run for the U.S. at Worlds this year or at the Olympics in 2020? Uh, no, I still don't think that's he, – he does not have U.S. citizenship uh, as far as I know. On another note directed, Kevin, I'm also training for a marathon, hopefully a sub-3 Boston qualifier, going to shoot for a half this fall and then a full marathon this spring next year. Do you know of any races that would be fun, scenic to do, but also semi-Boston qualifier friendly for a first-time marathoner? Possibly we could work up a contract together and pace each other to a sub three mm. at a spring marathon in 2020. Go for Boston 2021. What are your thoughts? Love the show. Thanks for what you guys are doing for the sport. Uh, I'm not the right. I've only run one marathon, so I'm not the right person to ask about good courses. But someone but our listeners write are. in, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's race. I mean, check me on Strava, though. I'm probably way slower than you. And <laughs> I ran 10.8 miles yesterday, and my Achilles... Isn't to Kevin Durant level, but it's hovering around there. It it is in a lot of pain. And these are so. two of the most garbage DQs I've ever seen in my life. The person rings the bell wrong, and so the guy steps off the track because you know that's what you do when you think the race is over. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. obviously lost time there, and then DQing someone after the fact for a rubber bracelet. Like, what are we doing? Come on, like this is. I hope so. I, I saw one. I saw. I saw one this weekend. Uh, so this guy, uh, what is this? Kyle Langford in the UK. Mm. Now he got in trouble because he he pushed an official apparently. Um, but the reason he pushed an official, uh, he got DQ'd because he did a stride. He's a mid distance guy. He did a stride before his race while the five thousand was still going on, and they gave him a red card. <sighs> Now again, do not push the official. No, that yeah. No, I okay. That's but fair, I'm just talking. But... About, so yeah, if, if let's just put the DQ in a separate bucket here. Why are we DQing people for doing? I don't think he got in the way of the men's five thousand. I'm willing he's been to enough track meets 
to where he knows where he can run and where he can't run. Yeah. Ugh. Just terrible. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Let's go now to who's up next? Uh Robert from Fort Lee, New Jersey, looking forward to the upcoming track college season. Cross country, indoor, outdoor. What notable college athletes are coming off red shirt or injuries? Mm. I'm also interested in knowing who's in the transfer portal. Well, I don't know. These are these are all you, Kevin. Well, if someone has access to the transfer mm. portal, I certainly can't get in there. But the DMs are open. No, I don't. Uh, also, are there any incoming freshmen that you're excited to see other than Matthew Bowling? Um, mostly just Matt. well. So. Stanford's coach just left to go to North Carolina, and Stanford always gets big distance recruits. So I'm interested to see how they do with the adjustment, or if they uh, any any of them decide to go elsewhere. So what notable college athletes are coming off red shirts or injuries? Who redshirted this year? I'm trying to think. This is like uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Sorry, Robert, completely failed. I'll get you a better answer next time. Jeez, red shirts, red shirts. Who redshirted? Come on, Jason. Oh, you know all this. Man, I don't know. You know yeah. the college. You know the college game much better than I do. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone completely obvious that I'm totally, totally forgetting. But yeah, next. Year, I mean, we say this every year, but next year, next year will be interesting to see who who fills in the gaps there. Um, especially, geez, the high hurdle race. Yeah, the sprints in general. I mean, Oduduru, Gillespie. Holloway, that's a that's a big group there. Roberts, all right. Let's go now to oh, we got one right now from Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy. Oh yeah, five minutes ago. His main takeaways from Pre Coleman keeps getting faster. He sent it five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to have him start lowering that PR. Gatlin seems like he's in the game. Lasaskine doesn't seem excited about winning anymore. Women's hunter was a big letdown. Semenya's rabbit need to get out of the way. Awesome kick by Houlihan, but. It, wasn't quite enough. Awesome kick by Chalimo, but it wasn't quite enough. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Craig Engels for leading the Americans in the mile. Great finish for Coburn, even though she lost to Chip Koach. What the heck is up with Chip Koach? Can she go off like this whenever she wants? <laughs> is there any reason not to pick her as the favorite for Worlds at this point? No, I'd pick her as the favorite, but... All she, I mean, yeah, I don't know she why decides, she like, hey, I'm going to run 8.55 or faster. I don't think anybody can stay with her. And if you've mm-hmm. run 8.40s, that probably should be your strategy. Don't leave it for the last <laughs> lap. <laughs> Uh, outside of the performances, there was something else I thought was really cool about this meet. I think it was really clever how they brought in temporary grandstands to accommodate for the larger crowd. This was a very smart and reasonable way to deal with this since this track seldom sees crowds this big. I heard that someone suggested building a whole new stadium and everyone just laughed because it would be so unnecessary for just one meet and would sit empty the rest of the time. <laughs> Sounds like he's hinting at something there. I can't quite tell though. Uh, that, that, that was clever. That was good. Um... We got two more here, and then we got the voicemails here. Do you want to read this one from uh, Ricardo? Do you have it open? Yeah, I can, I can Ricardo yeah. here. A cross-country movie. Uh, hello, Jason and Kevin. I have been listening for a few years now, but I can't recall if you have discussed the movie Varsity Punks before. If not, the synopsis uh, from IMDb reads, When star high school quarterback A.J. Mont- Montoya breaks his hand his only hope is to team up with his longtime rivals the cross-country team a group of nerds and misfits with potential for high school glory uh the film debuted in 2017 but i did not get around to watching it until last week when i actually learned it was available through amazon prime 
Uh, I actually enjoyed the movie quite a bit. It was a good story with entertaining characters, but I also enjoyed the film for another reason. Although this story is set almost two decades after I graduated high school, I found it especially relatable. This is probably because uh, the writer-director Anthony Solorzano grew up in El Monte, California, where the film takes place, and I'm pretty sure he and I are close in age. El Monte is only 10 miles from the city that I grew up in. Both of these cities are located in an area known as the San Gabriel Valley, which is referenced in the film. I don't want to give anything away, but most of the characters reminded me of someone I knew or came across as a teenager. The practice and race scenes were very similar to what I lived through, and interestingly enough, many of the random non-running scenes were also experiences I had in my youth. I feel pretty confident in saying that if you want to watch an enjoyable cross-country movie that also depicts what it's like growing up in San Gabriel Valley for a Latino kid, Varsity Punks is worth watching. It's a niche market, but I, I, I appreciate it. Um, also, I recently ordered the and received the prior version of House of Run shirt, hoping to snag one before they were no longer available, and an asphalt version of the new design. They're both pretty cool. Uh, one last thing, I will be in Austin early November to attend Formula One US Grand Prix. I tried to make reservations at Uchi, yep. but can't make them this far in advance, so I'll try again in a couple months. Keep up the great work. Your new episodes are a highlight in my work week. Talk to you Vatos later. And that's Ricardo, Ooh. forever from the SGV. San Gabriel Valley, yeah. Uh, I, I have, I've heard about this movie. I think at some point someone reached out I to us. Remember. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it sounded familiar, but I know I haven't watched it, so I should. And if it's on Amazon Prime, I will. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I coached, I mean, not in San Gabriel Valley, but I coached in South L.A. for, for several years. So I know there's some differences there, but um, and now I'm really curious to, to see it. Um, we because we, we did some invites out in the San Gabriel Valley, so and also I want to know Ricardo's opinion on where does the San Gabriel Valley start and stop mm. because it's a very polarizing topic amongst people when I lived out in L.A. Um, same thing with the San Fernando Valley. Who's in it? Who's not? I want to know yeah. from a real real Angelino. Uh, yeah, got to go to Uchi. And if you uh, Ricardo, if you want more recommendations when you're here. Uh, Feel free to shoot me an email. He will send you an Excel file worth of things ranked on 17 different categories. Yeah. Well, see, now this is good background, though. So now that I know, like, he's from the San Gabriel Valley, he's used to very delicious food. So I would definitely give him the only the best recommendations. Mm. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't with anybody else. Right. But it just sort of calibrates, like, what type of food. Okay. Uh, last email here from Nick. Subject line, Matt Bowling and Race. Mm. Let's go, Jason. Yeah. Let's dive in. Uh, Sending a longer message to share a perspective on an important topic. I'm a few weeks late in writing this, but let's pretend this just went to your spam folder. Oh, I didn't check the spam folder this week. (laughs) I appreciate Dan's email last month about the attention Matthew Bowling is receiving as a white sprinter and your ensuing discussions of its causes. In his email, Dan astutely observed that Trent Tavis Friday, the high high school record holder of 100, didn't get the same coverage Bowling has received. As you noted, Kevin, Otto Bolin addressed this topic in a Washington Post piece, noting correctly that Bowling is a special runner who deserves mainstream notice, and that outside the United States, quote, a fast white guy is not that big a deal. I also appreciate Otto's comparison to Tiger Woods, who got a lot of attention as a person uh, of color entering the white-dominated world of golf. As we consider that comparison, let's not overlook the important differences in the experience of Matthew Bowling and Tiger Woods golf has a racist and exclusionary history that athletics doesn't fully share. Tiger ascended in a sport where professional association, the PGA, fought hard to maintain an all-white status all the way through 
1961. But it isn't just golf's checkered history. Tiger himself endured years of racism as he rode through the ranks. People threw rocks at his family's house. He couldn't use the locker room at certain golf clubs. Course managers tried to throw him out and accused him of stealing. Other golfers used racial slurs to his face and behind his back. Also, he put citations on all these mm. two. So all the conclusions there he's drawing, uh, just they're not just uh, I don't, his, I don't doubt his <laughs> observation. Yeah. Uh, as a white young man, of course, Matthew Bowling isn't subjected to any of this. He is not marginalized by mainstream society because he is part of the dominant social culture, whiteness. The fact that many top sprinters are black doesn't change that. Then there's the racist stereotype that black people are naturally superior athletes, that there's just something special about black genes, which, among other things, has roots in our country's history uh, of slavery and today often serves to justify white dominance in other sectors like technology and science. There's too much here to unpack in one email, but the outsized attention we pay to bowling for being a fast white sprinter is due in part to our collective bias about race and athleticism. There are clear, clearly many di- dimensions to the attention bowling gets and to race and athletics more generally. The main point is that bowling's experience and Tiger's experience are not equivalent. As one of your white listeners, I think it's important for us to look openly and honestly at how our history, biases, and white-dominated culture influence the way we think and talk about track and field. Thanks for being willing to examine this issue on your show. P.S. First-time emailer. There we go. That's Nick. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's uh, 100% right. That, yeah, like, I mean, the comparison made sense in a purely, like, sport aspect. Well, in a, in a why are people interested in it aspect. Right. Right? Like, seeing somebody compete in a sport and dominate in a sport who doesn't look like the other people. Now, um, go ahead and finish your point. No, not, no, no, that that was, that was a good, I'm glad you said, you said that. Yeah. But yeah, as far as what they had to go through, he's, I mean, he's a hundred percent right. And you know, he doesn't like the white lightning nickname and you know, some of the stuff that goes along with it. And that's, you know, Hey, it's no one. I don't want anyone to be treated, you know, like, and like getting the, just things you know tossed at them that they, they they don't want, but yeah, that's kind of not even close to compared to you know like he mentioned, golf obviously has a very very rough history to say the least um, with with minorities in general, and yeah, just not being allowed to play at, at, at different places. So yeah, it, it's it's not close. It's just you know kind of a, a similar thing you can bring up, um, and I'm sure Otto would say the same thing. Like yeah, no, Matthew Moline hasn't been treated anywhere close to to how Tiger was, you know, in the, the early mid nineties. Yeah, it's not the, yeah, I, I wasn't, and I appreciate him sending yeah, oh, absolutely. the email and bringing up, bringing up the point because I, pro, I definitely should have been more specific when I said it. Now, I saw also, I think it was either in the Washington Post story or in, in Tim Layden's piece, a quote from his dad, Bowling's dad, about maybe it'll get more white kids interested in sprinting. And again, it's not an access. So with Woods and Tiger, it's a little access issue because of the things that Nick was talking about, right? Yeah. That's not the case with white kids in sprinting. They've always been able to sprint. I mean, go back and and look uh, at the history books on that for years and years and years and years and years. Um, And currently today, there's still, there's, there's, there's there's no roadblock there. And there's plenty of people to look to who have been um, successful from all corners of the globe and also all, all different backgrounds as well, too. So it's not, that's, that's not it, right? That's, it's, not, it's not making those two things equivalent. Now, is this the only reason why he's popular? No, I don't think so, because I think an important, two important things happened um, to bowling to help propel this. 
right? One was there was a nine in front of the yep. time. And even though it was a plus 4.2 wind, people, non-track people don't care. We, Jason and I, went, read wind readings until we're blue in yep. the face. Love them. Can't get enough wind readings. I mean, I just, I just, I go to bed at night and I have a book and just a bunch of different wind readings and I go through them. Oh, 4.3, <laughs> what? How would I, right. So there's a nine in front of it, right? That makes a difference. And number two, just the current internet culture. Yes. Every year, every six months, seemingly every month gets more and more rapid and things spread and become bigger quicker does that mean that they're going to have staying power i don't know like we'll we'll have to wait and see on that with this specific case but i think even comparing something now to 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 a couple years ago is is tough to measure up so yeah is the fact that he's white part of it yes for sure in my opinion for sure the 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 other stuff though uh helped amplify it even more and maybe nick disagrees and i i respect his opinion and would love to hear a follow-up on that as well too yeah no i i mean i, I think yeah I, I mean i totally agree i think unquestionably there are other factors at play but i also think uh you know as he said unquestionably what he's had to go through um although you know it's still something that people shouldn't have to go through it sucks that, that there's just those kind of things out there that we have stereotypes and all that stuff um is not the same it's just not that's the bottom line <laughs> well and you read was it in laden's article the washington post thing where it's like white supremacists are glomming on to yeah him. which like that's as, like as like which the, that's horrible like imagine to have to yeah have that feeling just be like hey i don't want anything like this at all like yeah yeah did you listen to when simmons and chuck Klosterman talked about it yes yes i did yeah no so it was those two guys so it's a little different sort of angle of the conversation but that was like Klosterman's point if i'm remembering it correctly was like he just he bowling's going to be going to turn into a divisive figure because of what he represents now and for that if that's true which i don't know if that's going to end up being true about that but yeah but but if it is then yeah that'd be horrible for bowling yeah i mean i i he just wants to run yeah and i think and i i could be a hundred percent wrong on this in three or four years if bowling is a consistent you know like metal threat like really good runner like if this trajectory mm-hmm. continues he will be mainly another runner and mm-hmm. you know it'll, it'll get mentioned still a little bit but i think the fact that he was in high school and you know he like you said there's a nine in front of the time i think that was a huge part of it um but eventually he's just gonna be part of the professional track circuit and yeah. hey that doesn't get too much attention <laughs> said <laughs> you know like that's something we, we yeah. talk about a lot i mean you, you know it's unless he's he's setting world records and then i still think it'll be more as just a regular thing as opposed to Mm -hmm. the race won't be the the, at the forefront of it but that could be just my ignorance speaking yeah via a lack of sports popularity (laughs) yeah i mean like honestly like that kind of seems seems likely to me but that's that's the the key to ending all the all this negativity is just a year on the diamond (laughs) league that'll (laughs) solve it all uh do do a obviously appreciate the email and everybody's thoughts on it as well too. Yeah. I mean, this topic's not going away, so feel free others to chime in. All right. We have two voicemails here. I'm guessing on lighter topics. One is from chief. The other is from, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not totally sure. I'll start with chief. Yeah. What up boys? Chief from Illinois. Well, now Indianapolis, drink your milk, Braylon. 
two things, boys. Um, one, how is the ruling that's supposed to go through the California um, Supreme Court, or maybe it's not the Supreme Court, but the, the California uh, court system going to affect track and field? For those of you that um, haven't heard, uh, the proposal is that California schools will be allowed to pay their athletes. So do you think that that will affect track and field at all? I know that there's not a huge number of athletes that you feel or that many of us feel would warrant uh, a school to go after um, financially, but, like, if we take an example like Sydney, and I'm sure she would have, got some money um, if they were allowed to pay athletes. Um, will that stop athletes from going and turning pro earlier? Uh, just let me know your thoughts. And lastly, if you were um, to be, let's say, in charge of a pro team, like the general manager of a pro team, who would be your Greg Popovich, your coach? Who would you who would you go after and make your coach if you two were to um, be the general managers for this team? I'm not asking for who your sponsor would be, just who would, who would be your coach? What would you target event-wise? Um, would you go marathon, middle distance, distance, jumps, throws? What would you go after? And who would be your number one pick, assuming everyone in the world right now is a free agent? you go with someone who's a young gun, up and coming, or do you go with a more established veteran? With that, peace, boys. All right, that was Chief from Illinois. Uh, first thing real quick, yeah, I saw that story. I just, I don't know if it's going to be implemented. Like, it's w- one of those things, they, they pass these laws, but I, I, there's just so much red tape and bureaucratic yeah. stuff to go through, yeah, until it actually happens. Track would be interesting, though, because I think if they could pay a certain percent of the athletes, that financial incentive might be enough to keep people in, right? Even if it's a, a not a huge amount. Whereas basketball, like Zion Williamson's still going to go pro, right? Like Because the number he's going to get is so big. Right. But maybe in, maybe in, in track, the, the number would be different. Yeah, it all depends, um, I think, on the... The amount. I mean, like it, it's it's so hard to know. Obviously, the the details of it, but like, like you meant. I mean, obviously, track athletes aren't making anything close to what yeah the professional other sports are making. But I still think if you have a chance, you know, it's great. At, I think it would be great if college if college would pay athletes. I think that'd be fantastic. But still, if a shoe company is offering you a you know a ten year deal worth, mm-hmm. you know, whatever Sydney got, you know, it, if it's 20 million, 30 million, like that, that's something obviously I don't think the NCAA would even get mm-hmm. close to offering. Um, so sure. I think you, you would jump at that. At least I would. All right. So coaches, who would you hire? <sighs> so I'm guessing it's supposed to be a track coach. Cause I feel like I could just hire Greg Popovich and he'd figure out a way to be a good track coach. Yeah. I was going to say I'd hire Ilya Kipchoge's coach mm. to coach Ilya Kipchoge as my <laughs> first pick. <laughs> That'd bring in a lot of money. I don't know, like Quincy Watts. Coaches Norman and Benjamin, mm, two pretty good. Two, young, two young guys. You probably, any, I mean, he's good at like the sprints and uh, and the hurdles. I only really know I one coach, and that's Otto. So I'm tempted to hire him and just build a sprinting group. Um, and my first yeah. pick would be Noah Lyles. 
Well, so yeah, good pick. Okay, I like that. I can't argue with that. I mean, he got he got. Brian I love Williams I love the personality nine. of of Noel Lyles, <laughs> and obviously the talent is is kind of undeniable. So give me that. Obviously, Sydney could be a great pick. There could be a, there could be a lot of good good possibilities. But Noel Lyles is already, um, you know, gold medal favorite at a pretty marquee event, and could be, you know, he's one of the two best in the world at the marquee event, um, and he's like one of the most fun athletes we have. All right, one more voicemail, and then we'll close out this week's show. All right. Still not sure who this is. Hey, House One, I'm pissed. I flew all the way out to Eugene, Oregon this weekend for pre, and pre wasn't even there. Who wanted to change the time and time? I'm in Eugene, Oregon with nothing to do. The world needs to appreciate Maria Cucina Cristina. And one other thing I'm pissed about is she no longer interacts with us on Twitter. It was many times ago you could say something spicy about real Lacky Zucchini, and then she would jump up in your mentions talking about, I'm here out of nowhere. You didn't even have to name her. You didn't even have to at her. She will find you and bring the heat. She's jumping out of her mind right now. She dragged two babies this weekend to two meters, and she's jumping out of her mind. We need to appreciate her, and we need to be able to DM her. I hear you, Kuchina, Lapsuskina. Jump into my DMs right now. Well, no one left their name, so we're, we can't be sure who that was. Um, well, I heard they were pissed. Yeah, there. no. Uh, it's funny because, like, legitimately, I didn't know who that was. I wasn't playing it, you know, playing it coy. I hadn't listened to it yet. Uh, so people might be new to the show. Can you explain oh, who that most, more than likely was? Yeah, so that's, that's very likely uh, our, our friend Julian. Um, at Ju Freeze with a Z uh, on Twitter because he's because he's a solid follow. Uh, he he's been famous for being pissed at things over the years, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, apparently it's it's about last ski 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 Um, and also I I, I you know that's kind of on us. We should have mentioned specifically that the pre classic was not in <laughs> in Eugene. Um, and that pre would not be there. That was both, uh, you know, just oversights on our part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know about the Twitter stuff. I'm going to stay out of that. Yeah. But, that's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, he's Julian. Julian is, is, you know, one of our favorites. He will call all your favorite athletes washed. Um, if, if they ever, <laughs> ever, you know, get, get down on their luck, um, including Wade Van Niekirk, but you know, we, we still love him. I think Wade Van Niekirk uh, will return to the medal podium. I think Wade Van Niekirk will once again uh, run in the 43 seconds. Mm. But I think he's going to have to wait to London. Oof. Or sorry, Tokyo. Guys, ah, good. Ah. Man, it was good. It was it was a good setup. Just didn't stick the landing. This year, I'd, 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 I'd really think he should just turn his attention. I know it's still 80 days to Doha, and he'll and he'll run it, right? Because he has a wild card entry. Why not and he do has it? A sh- shot it's still meddling because outside of norman it's pretty open but i just i yeah i i just think 2020 is now should be the objective for him yeah and i think that probably is um i mean i yeah i certainly don't think it should be you know it should obviously he hey he overworked and that was the reason it's set back to begin with apparently so that shouldn't happen again but if he gets the point where in six weeks, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. 
like, and he's cleared and he's, you know, supposed to start running. Um, I mean, you might as well, you might as well run worlds. Yeah. Oh yes. No, I think he's going to run. I, and he may make the final. Yeah. Right. I mean, and and who knows? We don't know the nature of the sub the, the setback. All I know is it just seems very clear that he'll be even though he'll be a year older in twenty twenty, he'll be better in twenty twenty than he is. Oh yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, that's it. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. You also can find us on Twitter at House of Run, or you can leave a voice memo or the voicemail line two oh two uh what is the four nine five one one three seven. There you yeah. go. Yeah, blanking on it. Uh, good job, though. They're filling in. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? Any last words? No, I think that's it. Good, another good week. Thank you again for the uh, for the, all the emails. Yeah, this was good. Uh, stay tuned, Jason. Good luck with. Uh, stay tuned to free agency, Jason. Yeah. Good luck with uh, all the news that's going on. I don't want you to have to cancel the NBA, but yep. if that's what happens. That's what happens. Talk to you guys next week. Remember, I did not move. Jessica Ennis, just don't, no Kawhi to the Lakers. That's the only thing I ask. And stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Remember when they're going classy. like back and forth? Yeah, they're just going back. That's how I felt. I, I was just, yeah. <laughs> but mainly stay classy.